Many women hang on tightly to their past experiences and they don't realize that this keeps them stuck. When you let go, not only will you have healthy, loving, fulfilling, and committed relationships, you'll also have healthier living and more energy. It's time to bring joy back. You deserve it. Welcome to Heal Past Wounds and Bring Joy Back with Andrea Lewis. On today's show, we'll help you get your life back on track and provide words of inspiration. Now, here is Andrea Lewis. Hello, and welcome to Heal Past Wounds and Bring Joy Back. I am your host, Andrea Lewis. I believe that when women heal past wounds, they are free to express themselves authentically as creative, intuitive, and powerful women. And by doing so, they light up the world with love. If you'd like to find out more about me, check out my website at andreamlewis.com. I have some free resources, an online class called Stop Replaying the Past and Worrying About the Future. In this class, you will learn the effects of suppressing our emotions, the reason we get stuck in repeated patterns, You'll also learn to identify your dominant archetype when you're not resonating in your feminine power and much more. I also have free guided meditations, forgiveness, release your mother's pain story, grounding into the light, and meet your inner child. To work with me, I offer mediumship sessions and ancestral healing for your mother lineage. It is episode 13, and 13 is actually my lucky number because it is the number of the divine feminine. There is history of why 13 is feared and deemed unlucky, but I just wanted to acknowledge that 13 is a number that gets a bad rap. And speaking of 13, In previous episodes, I've mentioned briefly that um, I have a younger brother in spirit. And interestingly, we were only 13 months apart. We had a very close relationship when he was alive. Um, We had a few friends in common and similar music taste. On occasion, we would run into each other at nightclubs or house parties. My brother was also very protective and still is. And even though he has been in spirit for well over 20 years, I only opened up to him months after I self-published my memoir, um, Dramaville is Not a Place, It's a State of Mind, in 2012. He started to appear in my dreams, and our relationship strengthened after my father passed in spirit. In preparing for today's topic, how to complete unfinished business, I was amazed when I sat in mediumship development circle that my brother came through two days in a row. The first time, my colleague described described his energy, his personality, and expressed how he felt a lot of peer pressure. He hung around with... um, the wrong crowd, and he got in some trouble. He wanted my mom to know that she was a good mom and that she didn't fail him. He feels that he failed her, and there was a lot of love. The message made me feel emotional. My colleague brought him through in such detail and accuracy that it felt like he was right there physically with me. It seemed as if it was only yesterday that he passed in spirit. I really had no idea that he felt that way. But I feel that he came through to explain to me because I actually had been wondering how he felt about my mother, if he was um, with her. I was thinking of her when I was preparing for this episode. My mother was devastated by the lost. And I was too. My brother died tragically, and the entire family carried a lot of guilt, especially my mom and my youngest brother. In episode 10, It's Never Too Late to Heal the Past, I talked about the five stages of grief, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. 
In stage one, denial, we feel shocked or numb. Then in stage two, anger, we may feel frustrated and helpless and abandoned by our loved one in spirit. In stage three, bargaining, you dwell on what you could have done differently. In stage four, depression, you feel sad and try to understand the loss and its effects on your life. Then in the final stage, five, acceptance, you accept the reality of your loss. My mom and my youngest brother have not reached the final stage of acceptance. When I last communicated with them um, a couple years ago, my mom was still in deep denial of how my brother passed in spirit. It saddened me and I wanted to tell her that that I had heard from him about his passing, but I knew that she wouldn't hear me. The second time when my brother came through in mediumship development circle, his message was, mom is going to be all right. My colleague also expressed that though he is doing stuff on the other side, he's still very much involved in my life. It was another healing message, not only for me, but for my brother too. It was evident that he needed to complete unfinished business He was feeling guilty for my mother and and brother still blaming themselves for not doing enough. I released my own guilt years ago when I learned from a medium more details about my brother's passing. The questions I had were answered and I got closure. I was then able to forgive myself. Did you have an argument with a loved one in spirit and you still blame them for what they said? Are you feeling guilty for not doing enough to reconcile your differences? Maybe you wish that you could have said something or done something different, but you believe that it is too late to make amends. Call in using the toll-free number 1-888-346-9141. And I will connect you with a loved one in spirit. From the Goddess Guidance Oracle Cards by Doreen Virtue, Goddess Isolate brings the message of undying love. The love you have shared is eternal, regardless of the situation. Your your deceased loved one is happy and sends you love. In an article on Psychology Today, Author Dr. Abigail Brenner of uh, Five Ways to Find Closure from the Past writes, Take full responsibility for yourself. It's ultimately up to you to take the necessary actions to help move you forward. Have conversations with yourself, both asking and answering your own questions in a form of a self-dialogue. In Episode 9, The Art of Joy with Dawn Hearing, Dawn talks about how dialoguing is a way to tap into the higher self and getting answers to your questions. It's a very empowering approach to writing a journal entry. And she, she then goes on to say that it works amazingly well because it really does help. I second that. I've gained many insights this way. And the next way to find closure from the past is grieve. Take plenty of time to do this. There is no set amount of time and no prescribed way. However, grieving should not go on for years. That's just being stuck, still heavily invested in the past. I'll add that um, we've learned that we must get over something or someone and move on with our lives as quickly as possible. We don't sit in our grief because we can't control how long it will take but it is necessary to process the loss. Otherwise, we feel stuck and we, we create repeated patterns, returning to the same type of relationship or job. If there is one takeaway from the last 13 weeks, that is to honor your feelings, all of them. 
the positive ones and the negative ones. But let's get real here. No one likes to get angry, jealous, sad, or feel afraid and grieve. We all want to feel good, positive, and happy. I totally get it. Some days I'd rather not face my past, my not-so-wise choices, my fears and beliefs, because it feels like I'm looking at the same story. But when you honor your feelings, you feel whole and balanced. You're able to be in the flow of life. Essentially, you're cultivating a healthy relationship with yourself so that you look inward instead of outward to someone or something for love and value. And the last way that I want to talk about on how to find closure from the past is create a ritual. Performing a ritual is a powerful tool to help gain closure. Beyond thinking and talking and thinking and talking some more, Ritual is driven by intention and action. I had a ritual to send my father off um, to transition to the spirit world. It was about a month after my father's passing. My brother and I spread his ashes in an area where my father had telepathically communicated with me that he wanted to be buried. My brother went first, and I recall the temperatures were unseasonably warm for autumn and the sun shone brightly. It was the Canadian Thanksgiving weekend. So we will take a short break. And when we come back, I'll talk about um, what transpired when um, I spread my dad's ashes and how to complete unfinished business. to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you still feel guilty for not resolving disagreements and misunderstandings with a loved one in spirit? Are you still angry with your family member? Do you feel stuck, lost, and without a purpose? It doesn't have to be this way. Through Andrea's mediumship reading sessions, experience a burden being lifted and begin the journey of reconciliation and forgiveness. If you're ready to heal past wounds and bring joy back, go to andreamlewis.com to book your session today. Again, that's andreamlewis.com. Are you a woman who is afraid to be seen and heard because your mother was highly critical? Did you constantly try to get your mother's approval, but no matter how hard you tried, you never felt good enough? Through Andrea's Akashic Reading Sessions, shift from being passive to assertive. Begin to trust yourself and find a balance between giving and receiving. If you're ready to heal your mother lineage and move forward, go to andreamlewis.com to book your session today. Again, that's andreamlewis.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Heal Past Wounds and Bring Joy Back with your host, Andrea Lewis. To reach the show today, feel free to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Andrea M. Lewis at Outlook.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Before the break, I was talking about how I had a ritual to send my father off in spirit. So when it was my turn to say goodbye, I said a few prayers as I spread my father's ashes and communicated all that I wanted. Then when I I was about to spread the last bit of ashes, a strong gust of wind blew and instead of the ashes going into the water, it covered my pant legs. I felt my father's presence I also felt my um, brother in spirit's presence, and I had no doubt that my father and him were were together. In fact, the second time my brother came through in mediumship development circle, my father was with him. Recently, I watched a Hallmark movie, and there was a scene in which an older man is talking to his son's friend. He said, I think I messed things up with him. I don't know how to 
talk about his mother without having all the pain coming back like it was yesterday. The friend said, I cannot even imagine loving someone that much. The way I see it is if you open yourself up to love, you open yourself up to pain. It just isn't worth it. The father then shows her a box of love letters he wrote to his wife. The father left his son's friend with the box of love, lo- love letters he wrote to his wife. And as she read them, she, um, she got teary-eyed. And when her friend entered the room and she showed him the letters, he got upset and started to pack them up. But his father quickly intervene, intervened and explained, I wanted you both to see what love can be and that it is worth it. Your dad is poetic, she said. He retorts, I don't find it poetic to love somebody so much that you give up on life when that person is gone. I wish that I had handled things differently, his father said, sincerely. If I could do it all over again, I would. Me too, his son said. It was clear that their relationship had been strained for countless years and that neither neither the father or son was going to budge. Neither of them was going to let go of their pain story, their should-have-beens, their could-have-beens, or their would-have-beens. Then in another scene, the father enters the den and the son tells his father, I read the letters. I wish I, wish I read them sooner, he goes on. I feel that I would have understood a bit better bit better. His father explains, it wasn't your job to understand. You lost someone as much as I did. I'm sorry that I wasn't there to help you through it. He goes on to say that he asks his wife for forgiveness every night. Then he asks his son for forgiveness. His son said, yes, and they hugged. It was a touching moment. By the way, his son fell in love with his friend and they got married. The movie was called Wedding Bells. And even though the father and son resolved their issue, um, resolved their relationship within an hour and a half time frame because it was a movie, it is possible to transform your relationship with your loved one in spirit by making a choice to let go of the pain story. Only then can you find freedom to move forward. What I've learned is, regardless of the relationship we've had with a loved one in spirit, we can heal the past because only love is real. It's our ego that creates separation with fear, anger, guilt, or shame. But it's not who we are. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. We may not see our loved ones with a visible eye, but they are always around They are only a thought away, and they are eager to connect with us. They genuinely want to help us enjoy our daily lives. We always have a choice, either to react from the past or to be an active participant in the present. When we hold on to unresolved issues, resentment, hurt, pain, and disappointment, it can affect our health our wealth and our relationships, and we we remain stuck, unable to grieve our pain. In James von Prague's book, Healing Grief, he writes, if we don't grieve, we remain stagnant and carry the burden of unfinished business with us throughout life. Unprocessed grief affects our life decisions and colors every situation that we encounter. By Repressing our true feelings, we push the pain deeper. Therefore, we can never really live life to its fullest potential. Instead, we merely exist. You deserve to live a life filled with joy and ease, but it begins with you. By forgiving yourself and your loved one in spirit. Forgiveness doesn't condone what the person did or said. Forgiveness is freedom from the past. It's a gift you give yourself. Can you let go of the story of hurt, pain, and disappointment? Are you willing to forgive others for not being perfect? 
call in using the toll-free number one 346 9141 and I will connect you with a loved one in spirit. The hardest lessons to learn are the ones with our family members. We tend to travel with our family lifetime after lifetime. This is what's known as soul groups and we learn various lessons with them. In James von Prague's book, Wisdom from Your Spirit Guides, he writes, the purpose for our family dynamics is to rise above our circumstances and become self-realized. Intellectually, you understand the importance of forgiveness, but your inner child doesn't, and she will ask, why should you forgive your family member? Why should you accept their apology? How could they have possibly changed? You tried everything to reconcile the relationship when they were alive. Acknowledge her feelings by giving her a voice. Otherwise, she'll continue to hang on tightly to her pain story. When a spirit passes, there is a rest period. They will go through a life review. In this life review, they become aware of their soul lessons. They relive actions, words, and thoughts more intensely. In John Holland's book, Building the Bridge, he writes, that in a life review, the soul experiences and feels every joy, pain, and sorrow that they caused others in their lifetime. Not only is forgiving them helping you, it's helping your family member and spirit move forward in the spirit world. In James Van Prague's book, Unfinished Business, he writes, that we would rather blame someone else for our mistakes and problems than take responsibility for our actions. The blame game seems to be a normal part of life. If I am right, then you must be wrong. It's much easier to blame than to make an attempt to understand others through love and forgiveness. He goes on to write that when we die, we carry the overwhelming effect of lack of forgiveness with us and have to live with it on the other side, where we, where we may become mentally obsessed with not having resolved the situation while on earth. And at the same time, the person on earth can feel this lingering tug of not having been forgiven. There is a common misconception about forgiveness. Many of us believe that it's a one-time deal. You forgive the person or persons and the issue is resolved. I've heard my clients say, oh, I've already forgiven that person. Yes, this is true, you did, but there is more. Look at any area of your life where you're feeling stuck. Whatever injustice was done to us or however we felt wronged, at the time it was too painful to experience the emotions and so our body stored it to be healed when it's ready. So just imagine you're like a rose, you're unfolding patiently petal by petal to reveal the light within you. One petal might be anger towards that person or persons. Another petal might be shame from the experience. Then another petal might be fear that it will happen again. Maybe a current situation is triggering the same emotions. Another misconception about forgiveness is that we are letting the other person off the hook. This is not true. Forgiveness is a gift we give ourselves. I personally have forgiven my family members countless times, not because it was the right thing to do, but because I needed to let go of the pain story that created re repeated patterns in my life. Each time we forgive, we always gain a new perspective. And this insight is usually necessary for us in order to move forward. We also gain more love and compassion, beginning with ourselves, then towards others. Forgiveness is not condoning what the other person did or said. Forgiveness is freedom from the story, the hurt, pain, and disappointment you felt, so that you can move forward. So here are three tips to help with forgiveness. So tip number one, um, the goddess to work with is Mary Magdalene. 
her message is to release unforgiveness toward another so that you can heal and move on. So set aside some time where you will not be disturbed and close your eyes. Take several deep breaths until you feel relaxed. Light a candle if you wish and connect with her and ask her for guidance and support. Tip number two, full moons are a perfect time to shed the past. Write a letter to the person or persons uncut. You're never going to send it to them. And then end the letter forgiving them. And before you burn it or tear it up, say aloud, I release this. I am no longer angry or, or whatever um, emotion that you're feeling. Love will heal this. And then tip number three is when we think of someone or have a past memory, our energy is still connected to that person. It's our inner child who wants things to be different than it actually was. But this is impossible. At the ties, ties that bind you in my powerful free forgiveness meditation with Archangel Michael, you can go to andreamlewis.com. We will take a short break, and when we return, we'll continue to talk about how to complete unfinished business. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you still feel guilty for not resolving disagreements and misunderstandings with a loved one in spirit? Are you still angry with your family member? Do you feel stuck, lost, and without a purpose? It doesn't have to be this way. Through Andrea's mediumship reading sessions, experience a burden being lifted and begin the journey of reconciliation and forgiveness. If you're ready to heal past wounds and bring joy back, go to andreamlewis.com to book your session today. Again, that's andreamlewis.com. Are you a woman who is afraid to be seen and heard because your mother was highly critical? Did you constantly try to get your mother's approval, but no matter how hard you tried, you never felt good enough? Through Andrea's Akashic Reading Sessions, shift from being passive to assertive. Begin to trust yourself and find a balance between giving and receiving. If you're ready to heal your mother lineage and move forward, go to andreamlewis.com to book your session today. Again, that's andreamlewis.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. listening to heal past wounds and bring joy back with your host andrea lewis to reach the show today feel free to call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to andrea m lewis at outlook.com now back to the show welcome back everyone thanks for joining me again we were talking about how to complete unfinished business Oftentimes, we need to forgive the one person we often overlook, ourselves. Our ego may have had unrealistic expectations of how something should go or how someone should act. This is tainted by perfectionism. In Episode 7, Forgiveness Sets You Free, I guide you in a self-forgiveness meditation. When we forgive, we are no longer living in the past. By releasing the hurt, pain, and disappointment, it loses power over us and we experience a burden being lifted. You feel optimistic, joyful, and peaceful. You have more energy and you have better relationships with family members and other people. Forgiveness is a gift you give yourself. It doesn't validate what the person did or said. 
It frees you from the pain so that you can move on. Are you holding on to past pains and resentment? It's not too late to heal the past. You can release the anger, the guilt, the pain, and give yourself the gift of freedom. Just imagine how much energy you would have. How would that feel to experience more ease and flow in your life? Call in using the toll-free number 1-888-346-9141 and I will connect you with a loved one in spirit. In Denise Lynn's book, Sacred Legacies, she writes that forgiveness can allow you to get on with your life rather than nursing old wounds. It is human to want to punish with your anger and bitterness those who have wronged you. But no amount of punishing those who hurt you will heal you, will help heal you. In fact, the anger that you hold on to damages you, not them. Forgiveness is something that you do for you. It is for your sake and for your healing that you forgive. You forgive to gain inner peace, joy, and serenity for yourself, not necessarily for the people who wronged you. Now, I want to take a moment to talk about guilt. If we genuinely feel remorse for a wrongdoing, we are willing to make amends and move on, and we move on. But if we are constantly feeling guilty for everything, we are unconsciously condemning ourselves, and we are unable to forgive ourselves and others. In James Von Prague's book, Reaching for Heaven, he writes that we feel guilty because of some sort of self-imposed expectation of how we should or should, should not behave. Usually, we base such an expectation on fear. We say or do something out of fear because we think the truth cannot be told. He goes on to write that we regret our lies and blunders and we feel guilty over making a mistake. Guilt not only creates disharmony in the spiritual and emotional bodies, but also can be related to many of the health ailments from which we suffer. Holding on to the past serves a purpose. It keeps you safe and secure and protected from getting hurt and disappointed. And this is your ego. She always likes to go back to what is familiar. In Barbara Stanny's book, Sacred Success, she writes, the ego's job is to keep you safe. The ego learned its job very early in life when you were little trying to figure out the best way to avoid punishment, rejection, or disapproval. The ego is all about self-protection and survival. By holding on to the pain and to the past, your ego stays in control. I've been there. Before I understood the importance of forgiveness, I, I harbored a lot of pain and I kept everyone at arm's length. And though this served a purpose to protect myself from getting hurt and disappointed, by holding on to the past pain, I closed off my heart chakra. I experienced an imbalance in the form of re- reoccurring bouts of bronchitis or pneumonia. I even experienced frequent laryngitis, which is an imbalance of the throat chakra because I suppressed negative emotions. Energy stopped flowing and it kept me from knowing my truth. In Crystal Andrews Morissette's book, Transcendent Beauty, she writes, if your heart chakra is blocked, you probably feel um, weighed down with anger, despair, hatred, or even envy. Yet the heart chakra is not about the outside world of what people have done to you, but rather what you're now doing to yourself because of it. The following are questions from her book that you can journal on. Have you had your heart broken? Are you holding on to past pains and resentment? 
Do you feel as if you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders? Or are you holding any grudges? Do you find it difficult to give easily and effortlessly without any expectation in return? And when you give your love, is it conditional and fearful? The number one way to balance your heart chakra, and it's not going to be a surprise if you've been listening to the show from the beginning, I've talked about forgiveness. Forgiveness is an important practice to opening your heart chakra. You feel love and compassion beginning with yourself. So here are five ways to open your heart chakra. Do mirror work. Look into your eyes often. Express this growing sense of love you have for yourself. Forgive yourself while looking into the mirror. At least once a day say, I love you. I really love you. The second way is to express gratitude. Find at least five things to be grateful for before you fall asleep. Not only will you sleep peacefully and ease your mind chatter, you'll find more things to be grateful for because your focus will be shifted from what is perceived as missing in your life. And then instead of jumping out of bed right away, express gratitude. So for example, I am grateful I had a restful sleep. I am grateful for another day. I am grateful for my comfortable bed. And the third way to open your heart chakra is to breathe. This may seem simple, but when we are all up in our head, we are actually holding our breath. So stop for a moment and take a deep breath from the core of your being. Then exhale, releasing all fears. Do this a few times if necessarily, if necessary until your mind is still. When we breathe, we bring ourselves back to the present moment, which is always our point of power. And the fourth way to open your heart chakra is have compassion. Have compassion for yourself and others. Everyone is doing the best that they can with what they know based on their childhood, their inherited learned experiences, their fears and core limiting beliefs from our parents and ancestors, including past lives. And the goddess to work with is Kuan Yin. Her message is, don't be so hard on yourself and others. To connect with her, you can chant her mantra, Om Mari Padme Om. Translated, it means, the jewel is in the heart of the lotus. Chanting her mantra has a calming effect. And the fifth way to open your heart chakra is, to allow yourself to receive love in whatever shape or form love may appear. Many times we block ourselves from receiving love by not accepting compliments. When someone says that they like your outfit and you immediately say something like, oh, this old thing, I've had this for five years. Are you afraid of being seen? Do you appreciate yourself? Give yourself compliments while looking in the mirror. And the next time someone says something nice, receive it by simply saying, thank you. Another way we block ourselves from receiving love is judging ourselves and others. Whether we verbalize it or internalize the judgments, we feel it energetically and we lower our self-esteem. We create separation from others where we are, un we are unable to be in healthy, loving, fulfilling, and committed relationships. And another way that we block ourselves from receiving love is, from, is that we have the inability to express ourselves. Are you clear with yourself about what you want? Do you make time to tune into your heart's desires? Are you conscious of the energy that you want to attract in your life? 
So spend some time with your journal answering the questions and each morning upon waking, ask yourself, how do I want to feel today? When I started to set an intention each morning on how I wanted to feel, I started to align with my intention by incorporating activities that were important to me. So for example, um, this morning I woke up with the intention that I wanted to feel more joyful. And one of the activities that I made time for was to have a dance party and that actually uplifted my my energy level and I did feel more joyful for sure. When you are able to express yourself, you are authentic and you stay true to yourself because you believe in yourself and you're able to create a life filled with freedom and purpose. We will take a short break and when we come back, we will continue to talk about how to complete unfinished business. your better business achieve that goal make good on that resolution the voice america empowerment channel it's your world motivate change succeed do you still feel guilty for not resolving disagreements and misunderstandings with a loved one in spirit are you still angry with your family member do you feel stuck lost and without a purpose it doesn't have to be this way Through Andrea's mediumship reading sessions, experience a burden being lifted and begin the journey of reconciliation and forgiveness. If you're ready to heal past wounds and bring joy back, go to andreamlewis.com to book your session today. Again, that's andreamlewis.com. Are you a woman who is afraid to be seen and heard because your mother was highly critical? Did you constantly try to get your mother's approval, but no matter how hard you tried, you never felt good enough? Through Andrea's Akashic Reading Sessions, shift from being passive to assertive. Begin to trust yourself and find a balance between giving and receiving. If you're ready to heal your mother lineage and move forward, go to andreamlewis.com to book your session today. Again, that's andreamlewis.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are listening to Heal Past Wounds and Bring Joy Back with your host, Andrea Lewis. To reach the show today, feel free to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Andrea M. Lewis at Outlook.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining me again. We were talking about how to complete unfinished business. So when we complete unfinished business with our family members or loved one in spirit, we heal past wounds and we are free to express ourselves authentically as creative, intuitive, and powerful women. And by doing so, we light up the world with love. In episode three, joy is your birthright. I talk about how we experience joy when we love ourselves unconditionally, our past, our not-so-wise choices, our fears and beliefs. It's a state of being. In David R. Hawkins' book, Power Versus Force, he writes that as love becomes more and more unconditional, it begins to be, it can, begins to be experienced as inner joy. The hallmark of this state is compassion. He goes on to write that at the level of joy on the map of consciousness, Everything happens effortlessly by synchronicity and the world and everything in it 
is seen to be an expression of love and divinity. When you're in your feminine power, you are resonating in the high-level emotions of love, joy, and peace. You're in the present moment. You don't have anything to fix, and what you think, say, and do is aligned. If there is one thing that I can impart from the spirit world, and that is to enjoy life and savor the moment. Struggle and suffering are the path of resistance. What would happen if you let go of control and found joy today? When we complete unfinished business with our family members or loved one in spirit, we heal past wounds. You give the ego what she most needs, and that is love. In episode two, Discover Your Archetype, I talked about how your ego is a very wounded part of you, and she is sometimes in charge of your life. She is hanging on to the past because she wants things to be different than it actually was. And intellectually, you know that it's impossible to change the past or control the future. But emotionally, your ego resonates in the low-level emotions of shame, guilt, fear, and anger because it's comfortable and it's familiar. The emotions will always override your thoughts and words. It's the reason that, say, for example, we say we want um, a healthy, loving, fulfilling relationship, we attract codependent relationships. Our ego is resonating in shame, not feeling worthy of receiving what we say we really want. Somewhere in our past experience, we develop a fear that created a core limiting belief that it wasn't safe to receive. It's important to love all aspects of yourself, even parts of yourself you wish were different, because you are worthy of unconditional love. But how do we love ourselves when we didn't learn how to love ourselves unconditionally? What we learned was that we needed to do something to get love or to prove ourselves. You now know that that is not true. Loving yourself means listening to yourself by monitoring your feelings, needs, wants, and desires, releasing negative thoughts, and talking to yourself more positively, setting healthy boundaries, making your self-care a priority, and finding a balance between giving and receiving. When you love yourself unconditionally, you resonate in your feminine power and you feel confident. You're able to assert yourself and when you're assertive, you're willing, you're courageous, you let go and take action. You trust yourself, you allow, you receive, and you listen to your intuition. It's essential not to leave your ego unattended and to give your ego a voice. What I mean by that is to honor what you are feeling. Just like a little girl, you would monitor her to ensure that she is taken care of. Rhonda Byrne, author of The Power of Rights, that how you feel in any one moment is more important than anything else because how you feel right now is creating your life. We create our reality based on our feelings. We don't attract what it is we want. We attract at the level we are. So if you're resonating in fear, then we will get more of that. As you give your ego a voice, you will shift the percentage of the scale from a wounded part of you being in charge to your feminine power gradually taking over and resonating in love. I assure you that loving yourself unconditionally is a process, so be gentle. It's a journey towards remembering who you are, a powerful woman. Imagine you're like a rose. You're unfolding patiently, petal by petal, to reveal the light within you. To bring joy back, it begins with you. In David Rico's book, How to Be an Adult in Relationships, 
He writes that the ego wants to follow the path of least, least resistance and the spiritual self wants to reveal new paths. It's your ego's job to keep you safe and secure and protect you from getting hurt and disappointed because it always likes to go back to what is familiar. Are you willing to make your joy a priority? If you've ever observed children interacting, they are carefree, they're laughing, they're imagining, they're creating, they're playing, they're also forgiving. They're not hanging on to the past or thinking about the details. They are completely in the present moment, enjoying life. In episode six, spend time with the most important person, you, I talk about how the more you spend quality time with yourself, you'll understand yourself, know yourself, love yourself, and be kind to yourself. You'll also have healthy, loving, fulfilling, and committed relationships, healthier living, and more energy because you're no longer chasing someone or something to get love and approval. In an article on HuffPost called A Joyful Life Supports Good Health, the author shares ways to add joy to your life. So one way is to keep it simple. Many of us keep a very busy schedule, always going and rushing off to the next thing, never taking time to enjoy our life. The author suggests to do what is truly important to you. Do what truly makes you happy. Try to stop overstretching yourself. Learn to say no sometimes and make time for yourself and the people you love. Another way is to make a conscious decision to enjoy life more. Once you intentionally decide to be more joyful, you will find more reasons to be happy on a regular basis. So here's an affirmation to say repeatedly, I choose joy. And the last way is to be kind to someone else. When you go out of your way to make someone else feel good, you will often find yourself feeling good as well. Sometimes all it takes is a random act of kindness, a small compliment, or a smile to brighten up someone's day, which in turn will make you feel happier and better about yourself. Thank you everyone for joining me today. I would love to know, did you have an aha moment about anything in this episode? Email me at andreamlewis at outlook.com. Next week, I'll be talking about the blessings from your mother lineage. Until next time, I hope that you do something that brings you joy because you're worth it. Thank you so much for joining us today on Heal Past Wounds and Bring Joy Back. Your host, Andrea Lewis, will be back live next Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope to have you back next week as a part of our show. 